Blog Talk Radio. Recruiting Animal here on March 4th, March 4, 2020. Uh, have you ever heard the phrase, how the mighty have fallen? Well, I'm going to give you an example right now to prove that it's true. Jack Welch, remember him, the CEO from GE? He died this week, right? And he used to be the number one superstar CEO. Jack Welch, Jack Welch, he's the greatest. But this week, in the obituaries, almost no one had a good word to say about him. A big-shot headhunter who knew him tried his best, but uh, I don't know if he succeeded. Here's what he said. I never met a practitioner more committed to making great people decisions than Jack was. When I spoke with him, he emphasized that effective hiring was brutally hard. Those are his words, brutally hard. He estimated that as a young manager, he had a hit rate of only 50%, but that 30 years later, as a CEO, he'd make a great selection four times out of five. Okay, now listen what follows. Of course, Jack has been criticized for the choice of his successor as CEO, Jeff Imelt, under whom the company lost many billions billions of dollars yeah that's quite the endorsement end of quote that's quite the endorsement isn't it if you urged a company to hire your candidate and she lost them billions <laughs> billions of dollars would you go around bragging about it giving people advice about how good you are at hiring i don't think so but if you got guts and you want to do it, call in right now to Jerry. Jerry! Animal! from Oprah, I guess. You know, I'm never a fan, but I think she did that. Anyway, uh, I want to also thank my sponsors, PCRecruiter.net, the Swiss army knife of recruiting software. It's very versatile. HireTool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool. And uh, finally, Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com, the online interview recording technology the last guest who was here raved about it absolutely but i gotta warn my sponsors about something someone else inquired about sponsoring the show so they wanted to know my statistics i said you know there's not a lot of listeners but uh, i sent them actually a graph to prove my point and uh, the woman who had approached me <laughs> she said you're right we want a show that has a lot more listeners than you do. But I'd really like to know, what show was that? I mean, what recruiting shows are really popular that are drawing in thousands of listeners every week? 
Mike Rasmussen, our guest today. Do you know what, what's the most popular recruiting show? Called the Recruiting Mike. Animal Show is one of the most popular. Yeah, for you it is. You're a, you're a return visitor, but does anybody else who's online know you know which show just you know draws in tons and tons of people? Anybody? Anybody? No. Okay. I, I don't know the numbers on on all the others, so couldn't tell you what their numbers well, would which be. Which other shows do you listen to? Oh, what about uh, Chad and Chad and Cheese? Or what's is it? Love that Chad show, and Chad and Cheese podcast. It's amazing. It's amazing. Oh, okay, so I bet you they get more. It's they awesome. get more because you know what? But they're focused on technology and job boards and stuff. It's a different kind of show. And, and HR. Right? Yeah. HR. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Michael G. Cox. Uh, thank you. MikeRecruiter.com. Okay. 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 Uh, Mike Rasmussen, you are my, your Twitter address is Mike R 101 at Mike R 101. Are you still having on-site interviews? I actually at, changed it. I actually changed, changed it. it. MR underscore recruits these days. <clears throat> MR. Well, you still got the old one there too, don't you? No, it's just MR underscore recruits. That's my new one. Recruits. Okay. Well, you should change it on LinkedIn too. Okay. Uh, under your your contacts on LinkedIn. I'll check Get it. Get real. I'll, Come I'll on. double check it to make sure. Don't double check <laughs> it. Just change it. Okay. I, I got to tell you something, Michael G. Cox, Mike Recruiter. When they started, <laughs> when they started their show, Chad and Cheese, in 2008. Okay. They advertised, and I have it in writing that they weren't going to be like the recruiting animal show. No craziness, okay? <laughs> they didn't last very long. Just to, They revived a year or two ago, and they called themselves, what is it called, the wildest show on, uh, or the craziest show, something like that. Well, we're not going to be crazy like the recruiting animal. Now they're crazy, okay? I just want to make a point. You're, you're a trendsetter, man. Yeah, right. But that, but the copycats leave me behind. I'm not, you know, what can I say? Okay, maybe I, you know, I'm the trendsetter, but I'm not the best. Maybe that's true. Okay, okay. Uh, what time did you go to bed last night, Mike? Fast, <laughs> fast. Answer. You talking to me or the other Mike? Oh, you. Well, Mike Rasmussen, the guest. The guest, Mike Rasmussen. The guest. Last night I went to bed at uh, 11. When did you wake up this morning? Uh, 7.15. And what kind of coffee do you drink? Well, I had a Red Bull. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, does that help in the morning? Oh, yeah. Yeah, really? good. Uh, anybody, like else, anybody else indulge in those uh, energy drinks? Anybody else online want to talk about that? No. Okay. I, oh, I look who's here. It ain't It's Jerry. Uh, it's a good thing you didn't come before the show started, Jerry. Okay, thanks. Why? Thank you. That's just you know, just saying. Okay, why should you be on time? Yeah, no, God forbid, me sarcastic? No Uh, way. uh, Okay. uh, I've I've been working with a with a company that's actually in Taiwan, so it's kind of messed up my whole my whole schedule being able to to talk to them and follow up and correspond. I'm I'm 12 hours off. Yeah, it's always something, okay? I know you've got a good reason. Yeah, you're just a big (laughs) shot. You're too big for me, okay? Okay, look. Okay, Mike 
Mike Rasmussen, are you still having on-site interviews, or has the coronavirus, you know, wiped that out? We are still having on-site interviews for local candidates, yes. All right. And what about, uh, do you wear a face mask to the meetings, to the interviews? <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet? Okay, what about not this? Yet. And I, I didn't make this up, okay, but you consider yourself a good recruiter. Am I right about that? Sure. Yeah, I would say that. You, you've been you're getting paid to do it for many years already. So let's say you, you must be okay. Do you believe that you could use your recruiting skills to be a good matchmaker for marriages? Could someone hire you to go out and find a husband or wife? Do you think you have the ability to do that? Do you know how to identify people and you know how to interview them and and fit one one person to a to a, a team or another person? What what about that? Could you be a, yeah, a sure. matchmaker? Yeah, absolutely. I think every, you really, every you, recruiter is a matchmaker. You hold on, but you would take that into your hands. It's a little, you know, making someone move from one job to another. That's pretty. That's a big life decision. But actually, uh-huh. you know, hooking up with somebody for life, presumably, uh, you would actually have the guts to take responsibility for that. Sure. There's actually a guy okay. out there who's uh, advertising that, and he'll pay you ten thousand. I guess I saw this on a social post somewhere. Some guy was paying ten thousand dollars to have people match uh, a wife up to him. Well, <laughs> doesn't he ever heard of Tinder? Okay, look. Okay, but well, wouldn't that be a good if you're interviewing somebody for a recruiting job in a corporation or an agency? Wouldn't that be a decent question to ask you? Do you feel so confident of your skills? that you'd be able to, you know, confidently match husbands and wives. Do you think that's a decent question? I, I think that could be, sure. I mean, Jerry, you could use Jerry, like, are you still here? Well, Jerry, what do you think? Yeah, that's, 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 I think it's a fair question. Yeah, sure, that's getting stupid. Uh, you think it's stupid? <laughs> well, okay, I wanted to Is be a bit offbeat. Yeah. The simple answer is yeah, yes. Yeah, okay. Let me, let yeah, me. that was a hypothetical. It's, you know, you could use okay. it as a, a a behavioral interview question, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the behavior interview means they've done it before. You mean a hypothetical. MikeRecruiter.com. What do you think? What do you think? No. I, I don't think it's a crazy question. Yeah, yeah I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, Adam Karpiak. Adam Karpiak is a recruiter, an agency recruiter. He got mentioned uh, in an article this week for his uh, great LinkedIn profile. And here's here's what they praised. He said, recruiter Adam Karpiak uses his LinkedIn headline to ask, and there's two quotes, want me to review or edit your resume? And his other one is, need some candidate therapy? What do you think of that? I'll tell you what I think, first of all. I I wouldn't want people out of the blue contacting me to waste my time to work on their resume or, or, you know, console them when they're doing a job search. It's not my business. And this guy, Adam Karpiak, he's very funny. He's always posting on Twitter about how people call him to pick his brain, you know, uh, for, for free. Okay, and how he doesn't like it. And I was shocked to see this in his headline. What do you think, Mike Rasmussen? Would you put that in your headline? You know, you got a problem, call, call me up. I don't know if I'd put uh, that in my headline per se, but, you know, if, if it helps him, great. 
Okay, you're so noncommittal. Let's go to Jerry. Jerry, what do you think? I know three hundred seventy-five dollars an hour. You do it. Is that the is that the right answer? I think uh, not as many people are looking at our LinkedIn headlines as we think, other than other recruiters. Adam uh-huh. Karbiak's a funny guy, <laughs> but is he making placements? Yeah, I, I, I assume he has a lot of time assume, to uh, be running the uh, the comedy club on uh, the LinkedIn stream. Want me to review or edit your resume? MikeRecruiter.com, what do you think? Is that good? If if it's working for him and if if he's making placements, cool. Okay. What about – we don't know the answer to that, okay? What about in the abstract? Would you use something like that to draw people to you? Probably not. No, okay. Maybe That's I, a I, no. That's a no. Anybody else want to comment? I don't want aimless people, you know, lost souls calling me. Does anybody else agree with me? There, there, nobody's calling them about that. Okay. Seriously. <laughs> nobody's calling. Okay. Jerry, I got another. I got another real no. life issue. You're going to say it's stupid, okay? Has this ever happened to you, Mike Rasmussen? Okay, this is a quote from a Facebook posting. I had a candidate think it was a good idea to start discussing climate change and the current election cycle during a phone screen. Okay? Has that ever happened to you when they talk about irrelevant things? Oh, yeah, all the time. Well, really? How does it, well, do you start up the conversation or do they just bring it up out of nowhere? How does that happen? Well, they bring it up sometimes when you're in the conversation with them, but then, you know, if they do that and they're not staying on topic, you have to steer them back to the topic. So it does happen. Okay, hold on a second, then. Let's go. Let's move straight to interview prep from there. Would you say, listen, Bill, or listen, Sally, you know, these are interesting issues, but do not bring them up if I send you out for an interview, okay? Don't be an idiot. Okay, do you tell them that? I wouldn't call him an idiot. I'd probably use a, ta- a more tactful language. Would you go? I I mean, would, would you warn them? Okay, look, I'm sending that out to me yet to be a, a climatologist a or a political commentator. Not, not a good idea to bring that up in an interview. Stay on top. Oh, so you would, you would tell them. So do you, you said they, they do this all the time. You tell them. Do you stop them and say, listen, candidate? Okay, I want to warn you about something. Do you do that? Yeah, I I would if they were a good fit for my job. If they weren't a good fit, then I'd stop the you don't conversation. Care. Okay. And, and yeah, that's what I'm asking. A- animal, animal, if if you think that you're going to stop some rabid nut job wacko <laughs> political freak junkie from being who they are, you're wrong. You're wrong. They're gonna. They, these people forget everything you tell them about how to interview and what to say, what to ask. Five minutes after you tell them, I, I gave up on all that crap years ago. My, my ratios and numbers looked better after not okay. loading them down with a bunch of crap and trying to change who they are. Somebody okay. wants to go so, off on politics. I probably just wouldn't even call them back. They're a nut. <laughs> So you don't, but hold on, Jerry. You're you're saying you don't waste any time on interview prep. Is that what you're saying, Jerry? Uh, beyond giving the address and a little bit about what the job is, that is correct. 
Yeah, okay. interview preps are a waste, an absolute waste of time. Really? There's uh, some people oh, spend absolutely. like an hour on interview prep. Yeah, they're, they're wasting their time. <laughs> Mike, my, my I mean, question I, is, I waste a little bit of time. Fact. Couple Sorry, of three minutes. You say? I I, say I I waste a little bit of time on that. If it's a waste of time, I, I'm not wasting an hour on it though. Hold on. Go, going you're, through you're, psychological you're... approaches to connecting with managers and how to, you know, all that stuff and how to talk about salary and what to say and whoever answers the question first loses and all that stuff. It's all a bunch of hooey because they don't remember most of it anyway. And you've only confused them. But hmm. that's, that's but the what? scoop. I, okay. But Mike, right. Mike I got to go. I'll call, you, I'll call you back at 1235. Okay, see ya. Okay, Mike Rasmussen, you kind of let Jerry take control there. You say, I don't waste that much time. But you actually do do uh, interview prep. Am I right about that? Yes, I do. What, in what, my role, what's involved? In my role as a corporate recruiter, that helps. And yeah. many times it's good for them to understand a little bit about the environment they're getting into. So that's really the main thing. But I don't spend a you know, you don't want to spend tons and tons of time on that because then you waste time. But just Mike enough to get them com. so they're ready Hold on. to go. MikeRecruiter.com, do you do interview prep? <laughs> yes, I do. I'd say maybe it's a 10-, 15-minute conversation at most where I'm reiterating, hey, just to remind you, this is what the job is about. This is what's most important. You 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 covered these things during our one of our initial conversations. You should probably stick to these uh, things or highlight this experience or this expertise that you have, but yep. I, I'm not going to try and um, you know manufacture a candidate that really isn't um, the, the the right fit. Does that make sense, hey, Mike? So Mike Rasmussen, it sounds like the the pros. Uh, if anybody else wants to get in on this, please do. It sounds Prep like them. the pros don't. Yeah. Prep them. Yeah. J- Go now, ahead. Jerry might be a little different because I think Jerry. Go ahead. RecruiterL.com, go ahead. I think Jerry places a lot of contractors. So with Jerry, I agree with it. So he might not need to prep him too much. For me, internal, perm, higher level, it's just cover the bases, like Michael G. Cox said, cover what was already discussed. Maybe yep. if, if, uh, if you know a couple of little things, you're not trying to game it or anything. You're just saying, hey, look, the guy likes – the guy absolutely hates the Raiders. Don't talk about the Raiders. That's it. Or <laughs> remember, we're a team. You know, you talked about your team. You talked about this. You talked about this. Stay on those topics. Basic stuff. But the higher the higher you go, the more prep you do. For executives, you may spend a good deal of time on it because they have to get past the search committee. Okay, what's a good deal of time? Jerry said three minutes or something, right? So when, I did, you, when I did um, executives for universities, I'd spend 45, 60 minutes on letting them know who's on the executive committee because the committee who's picking the person isn't necessarily while, – while their manager will be in the committee, it's, it's decision by committee, which is a nightmare. So you have to help them navigate that. Okay, hold on a second. If, if, so you're going to tell the person who's going to interview them. Thank you. For you don't calling. trust them to do research on those people online themselves. Is that what you're call. saying? No, if they've done their research, that's fine. But if I've met the search committee, Please I kind of know a little bit more about them. To connect your call. Hold on, I got to press one. Can you hear me? 
Hey, press uh, one. Yeah. Can you hear me? What? They said press one. Okay. I don't know what's going on. Oh, yeah. Do you need problems. to put in some quarters, animal? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Please press I guess they one. don't have this on Chad and Cheese. I don't know. I've never listened to that show, you know. Now, hold on a second. Hold on a second. To be fair, two things about, about Chad and Cheese, animal. Number one, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. But number two, they drink a little too much on the show. They drink on the whoa, show? Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. They, they joke around that they're having a, a port or an IPA or something. And I, and I mean, I'm saying that from jealousy, but that's okay. Yeah, okay. IPA, that's a, like yeah, a – thank you for that have that here. That's a beer, right? It's a beer. Yeah, it's yeah, an they, old beer. Okay. It's a type of beer, okay. yeah. Okay. Okay, so uh, uh, we've got – you know, Alan is saying that uh, interview prep is important. You can spend an hour with the person. Jerry says three minutes. And he's not just – he's primarily placing contract people, but he's hard to pin down. He says he places uh, perm as well, and, and I think oh, okay. he would claim that – I think he would claim that he doesn't uh, – doesn't do any uh, any interview prep, okay. But also, uh, but also, Mike. animal. It's it, it's all one big. It depends. If it works for Jerry and the market he serves, then it works. Yeah, everything depends. I don't like that. I like black and white rules. Okay, everybody who has ever listened to the show knows that already. <laughs> well, I have to agree with Alan because you know, in a corporate setting. Prepping a candidate is actually more advantageous than would be in an agency setting in many cases. That's just my opinion. Okay. Well, here's a, then a corporate setting, internal mobility, okay? In fact, okay. you think about this while I do an ad, okay? If you placed a person in your company, you're a corporate recruiter, and you found out that after a few months she was applying for a move internally, touch with her and ask why she wasn't happy with the job you recruited her for to think about that for a minute while I do an ad. I'm going to do these quickie ads, pcrecruiter.net. It is versatile. It's good for any kind of recruiting. Man, oh, man, it's good for big teams. It's good for kitchen table recruiters if you're working in your mom's basement or something like that. pcrecruiter.net. Check it out. <laughs> Hire tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L.com. Hire there you tool. Go. It's the what? Can you hear me? Can you yeah, hear me? I heard you. I was just saying, there you go, because you spelled it right. Good job. Thank you. It's, <laughs> it is the it, Hire Tool is the sourcing tool that everybody raves about on uh, all the Facebook discussions about sourcing. And finally, Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com. It records your interview. You can create little – sorry, there's some interference with some clips. You can create clips that uh, you can send to the hiring manager. I'm getting confused. But the guy who was here, Mike Batman Cohn, he said it's transformed his relationship with hiring managers because he can send them the words, the voice of the candidate him or herself. I'll get back to it. I'll advertise for them again. Going back – to internal mobility. That was a bit verbose. I wanted to do a very brief ad, and I just got confused. Sorry, everybody. Okay, internal mobility. You place a candidate. A few months later, she's looking for a different job inside the company. Would you call her up, Mike, and say, hey, honey, what's wrong? (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, 
I've, I've had situations where I've actually worked. It's interesting. I've had candidates who I work with that I'm the recruiter for internally, which is an interesting yeah. situation. But, and in those circumstances, you know, I see nothing wrong with them going internal, you know, if they're looking at an internal role, because many times that's, that's what happens. I mean, it's just, you know, people will look internally and you can't stop them. Hold on. Can, so can I, hold on. I mean, when they, when they, wait a sec, wait a sec. When they want to move internally, they come to a, a recruiter and they don't just apply to the hiring manager or to HR. They go to a recruiter internally. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's how it works with us in our company. Yep. Oh, really? So you are deeply involved in internal mobility. Is that true? That's absolutely correct. Okay, so uh, if when you're talking to uh, external candidates, you can actually tell them with a lot of confidence about the internal mobility situation in your company. Am yep. I right about and I that? I actually use that as le- I use that as leverage to close the deal. Oh yeah, give us an example. Yeah. Tell us about that. Go ahead. So we give them examples of uh, how they can move within our company, and we just let them know that there's a time and service requirement. But once they hit that, if they're in good standing, then yeah, they can. What's a time and what's a what what what's a time and service requirement? They just have to be enrolled per policy for a certain period of time. It's usually anywhere from a year to 18 months. It's already, it's part of a. They call it an internal mobility policy, is what they call it. Okay, so if it was six months, if it was six months, and this candidate is. This candidate, this hire, new hire, wanted to leave her role after six months. First of all, it's not possible at your company, but let's say it's a different company. Would you mm-hmm. see a, a, a red flag there and try to you know, see if there was any problem? Would you take responsibility for it if you heard about it? Let's say she didn't have to come to you, okay? But someone in HR said, you know what? Your candidate, that new hire, she's already trying to move to another position, uh, would would that pique your curiosity? Oh God, it would. I'd want. To, I mean, I'd be curious. As Hold on, wait a second. Oh, what do you mean? Oh God, RecruiterAl.com. What does that mean? <laughs> is she un- number one? Is she unhappy? Number two? Is she really driven? And she found and and she found something else. Number three? Is she being managed poorly in her department? It's not always about her. Yeah, great, great well, point. Well, that's Absolutely my that's my point. point, Al. Alan, if you heard that your new hire from six months right. ago wants to move to another job, and I got this from Facebook, okay? Would you make a point of phoning her up or going to her desk if she's in the same building, and saying, "Is there anything wrong? I noticed you're making a, you're interested in a move already. Uh, don't you think you're a fit for your current position? What is it? How would you broach that?" RecruiterAl.com. I wouldn't call her unless she called me, or somebody oh, really? brought it up to me. Why would I? I mean, if she wants coaching, and she'll call me. But if she's looking for it, it's her right to look. Okay. If she knows what oh, the company policy is, that's on her. Someone's going to have to remind her of it. But I mean, if if I hear that she's unhappy, or if I hear there's an issue with her, yeah, I'll call her. But, but if no, she but just you, wants okay, to go you, try something, what's the problem? Because it suggests, here's what the problem is, and this is what happened in the real case. She wasn't happy in her job. That's why she oh, wanted I, I a saw that post. I saw that post. I agree with what the guy did. When he, when he said he, the recruiter did it instead of HR, what the hell's wrong with HR? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in that, in that case, I agree. Well, you just said, general, no, it's general, not my business. You I, said, no, no it's involved? not my job. I hired them. I hired a good person. Shut the hell up and do your job, everybody else. 
You lost me, okay? Michaelcruder.com. Babysitter for the rest of their career, or is that HR's job? Yeah, that's mine, what tell I'm me. asking. Fine, then I'm tell asking. me and I'll do it. But if somebody else internally is supposed to be, if that's supposed to be the, if it's their manager's job and HR's job and everybody else in the company to help make sure that Animal is doing well and if he's doing well, and that someone sits him down and says, hey, dude, it's been six months. I get it. I re- you're really doing a good job, but you got to you got to cool your jets for about another six months. Or if Animal says, you know what? I mean, this just isn't working out for me, and I want to see. I love the company, but I got to find a new department or I got to start looking. Okay, I'll get involved if necessary. Okay, we got we got your point of view. Okay, MikeRecruiter.com. Okay, you were internal yeah. most of your career. Okay, if you place somebody, you were at a like company. A, okay, if you place somebody and, and and a few 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 months later you find out that he's trying to move within the company, would you make that your business? No. 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 It, it, because it wasn't because it wasn't my responsibility. I brought the person in. And after, let's say, the first few weeks, I'm not that person's manager or director. Right. Uh, I'm not in that part of the org chart. Now, you know what? I got to tell you guys something. If I was interviewing you for a corporate recruiting job, you guys would be out on your ass with an answer like that. It's not my job. Okay. I and I and I am out on my ass now. So there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you left on your own. I'll ask you about that. Yeah. That's another thing coming up. Mike Rasmussen, are you still with us? I'm still here. I'm just listening. I, I find you, you – know, one <laughs> of the nice things about when you come here, I find we have good roundtable com, uh, conversations. That's why I, I'm bringing everybody else in, okay? There's not many other people, trust me, who, who put their hand up and say, I want to come back, okay? But you're, it looks like your fourth time or something like that. Otherwise, hey, everybody, if you're listening this far – I'm always online begging people to be a guest. So, you know, please, if you think we're having fun here, I'm having fun. If you think we're having this is an ad for the Recruiting Animal Show. Be a guest. It's fun. This guy asks me to come back every four months, okay? It's fun. Okay. I love it. It's, I love this. Good. And you keep me on Good. my toes, which makes it even funner. Okay. Okay, I'll do an ad. Hire tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-L dot com, the super-duper sourcing tool. PCRecruiter.net, the recruiting software that's like a Swiss Army knife because it's so versatile and configurable, and they love you. They want to help you configure your software. Don't worry about doing it yourself, okay? They match their process to what you want. You don't match yourself to them, okay? And finally, Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T.com, the online Interview recording technology. Turn your interview into a, a live resume for the hiring manager. Okay? H O N E I T. Okay, but here, here, what would you do? The position's been open. This is another real case. Position's been open since October. You bring in a candidate. Your company has five interviews with this person, seven people are involved. Okay? Then they decide that the candidate's not strong enough, and it's not a CEO role. You know, everybody says it depends. And on Twitter, on Twitter, uh, Kelly Talent talks and says, recruiting animal is he's not mature. He doesn't know what uh, depends means. Okay, this is not a leadership role. They've had five interviews. Seven people talk to this candidate. Then they decide the candidate is not strong enough. What would you do, Mike Rasmussen? 
if that was you. You're the recruiter in that situation. Get him, Mike. Well, okay, in this situation, <laughs> it's going to come down yeah. to one thing, and that's that's going to be you're going to have to find out the why. You know, what was it they didn't like? Get all the facts. Well, well hold on. Well, uh, wait a second. No, no. Wait a second. Really the First key of all, there. Well, okay, I would go crazy. I would be angry. Yeah. I would say, why, why, why did it take five interviews to figure this out over a few months? Okay, wouldn't that be? Wouldn't you be angry? Wouldn't that be your initial reaction? Sure, it's annoying that they have that many interviews. I mean, that's. Uh huh. That's you're and gonna so, have to talk through that. I'm pretty sure and no those managers would be as annoyed as the candidates. Well, that's the other thing. It's also a candidate experience issue. I mean, seriously. I mean, you have that many interviews as the candidate. The candidates are thinking to themselves, "Oh my gosh, I don't want to work here. These people are." You guys, you guys are overthinking this. You guys are overthinking this. Close the rack. Close the rack. Close the close the rack. Really. Recruiting doesn't work on it until you reintake that, and you want to know why it's been open. And then when we find somebody, you wouldn't move forward because they weren't experienced. How the hell do you know? You don't know what you, you don't know what you're looking for. Okay, Alan. Uh, Alan, I no, agree with that. So you said I don't know. I like his tone. I I want to know how you would put that into the exact words. Give us the word by word, play by play. When you find out, they give you the word. This guy's not strong enough. Find someone else. What would you do? Get the hiring manager on the phone and tell her, "Hey, hey, something's wrong hold on, hold here." On, hold on. I'll, I'll do this for you. Okay. And, and you're, you're the hiring manager. Yeah. Animal. After after this wreck has been open for six months, and due to the fact that we interviewed Mike Rasmussen the other day after after searching for six months, period, your feedback was that he wasn't strong enough. At this moment in time, to reallocate our recruiting team's time to best use, we're going to close this requisition and reopen it upon the completion of a complete intake meeting, including yourself, your manager, Michael G. Cox, and if possible, Michael's manager, Stephen Smith. So you would you would you would phone her up and tell you would phone me up and and just no, tell me that as soon. No, I would call, I would put it in an email, and I would CC Michael G. Cox and Stephen Smith to make sure that I'm not getting the finger pointed at me because it's not my fault; it's yours. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> and and by the way, this is one of the reasons behind why um, time to fill is a BS metric to hold over a recruiter. Mm-hmm. Okay, Jerry's back. Jerry, did you hear? Are you in on that problem? Have you heard the problem? Yeah, I like Jerry. It. Yeah, I mean, uh, yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Five interviews, yes. and they decide not to hire. Okay, seven people talk to the candidate. Would you? Would yeah, you listen? I, I like what Alan said. I mean, I'd probably say it a little bit different way. Yeah. But, I mean, I, clearly they, they've been able to do without this person for six months. Yeah. So An it, animal, it doesn't even it, sound like a job they really even need to, to fill anyway. And also so – Are they just looking for somebody that's just, like, really just, like, cool, that they wanted to add to the team or something, you know? Right. Or do they want God for minimum wage, which doesn't exist? Or, or by closing the wreck, that's the only leverage we have to hold their feet to the fire. Well, maybe you can't. I mean, that's not your. You can't say uh, uh, you're running the company. We're not going. I'm not no, going to no, no. work is on my this. Team, is my team is my team responsible for fi- for filling positions? Yes or no? Yeah. 
And my team needs to allocate their time, and I need to make sure their time is allocated correctly so that we're filling positions. I don't have upper management screaming, why aren't you guys filling positions? Well, you know, it's because Animal won't hire somebody. No. It's like, look, we're not going to work on this right now, whether we close it or whether we don't. It is not getting any more attention until here's what we do, because because obviously there's a disconnect someplace. Okay. Well, hold on. Would you tell them, though, there's no way the hiring process is going to stay the same. Something's got to change. Five interviews to make up your mind? Come on. Yeah, Would you I, say that yeah I've said it. And, and, and what and happened? Jerry's point, and to Jerry's point, from an agency perspective, I've fired clients over that. Uh-huh. Okay. I won't work with them. Why work with them if they're never going to do anything or hire somebody and they keep stringing you along? Do they well, do they really well, want well, to hold hire? Hold on a second. They they did put a lot of time into it themselves. It's not like they, you know, that they are investing in it as well, right? They who? Okay. My, who they they who? You as the hiring manager? No, those they had five people take their time off to to interview this candidate. So what? A lot There's of people the, will a lot of people will say, yeah. "Yes, I'll go do an interview. I don't need to work on my report and my real work." Yeah, they're, they're not valuing their time as much, maybe. Yeah. You want okay. you want you want to get results in that situation, animal. Have the authority, which I did at one company, have the authority to fire a hiring manager from receiving recruiting support. You want to see you want to see the phone ring or the email come back within five minutes every time that happens, and then they get on board and start doing things right. Do that, or if you can't, close the wreck. Okay. Are you are you in agreement with yep. uh, RecruiterL.com, MikeRecruiter.com? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. I, I've closed you... Rex. I, I've I've had conversations where I mean the fact is that if you invite somebody back, then then certain and I'm I'm speaking from my time when I was on the corporate side. When you invite somebody back, you've already checked off certain boxes. Clearly, this person is qualified. Mm-hmm. And and so maybe in this example that you're mentioning, when they said after five interviews, this person isn't qualified, um, they're probably not giving you the right feedback, and you're really getting the brush off. So you need to you need to recalibrate this search entirely. And until then, we're going to put this on hold, or we're going to close the rec, or however you want to state it. Oh, well, you guys are you guys uh, are much tougher. You're much tougher than I would have imagined. You have the leeway to be inside an organization. Okay. So let me throw that out there too. I'm 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 going to agree with this because anytime you get in a situation where the hiring manager is is really flaky, and they're not really pinning, they're not really telling you what they want, and, and they take, you know, if you've sent them like ten candidates. And they've rejected every single one. That, that that manager does not know what they want. And you're going to have to talk through that a little bit more. And until they get their act together, it's really a waste of your time and their time. You sound so friendly, Mike. I, I, I don't know how you uh, put your foot down. I, I, I can't imagine it. And even Jerry, I know Jerry, he talks tough, but I don't think he gets tough with these guys, okay? I think he'll Oh, you know what? I've had to get tough on several occasions, you know? So oh, yeah. Okay. They're – there's different. There's several levers you can mean. pull to to pull thing, bring it back in, and and bring it where it needs to go. Mike, 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 recruiter. Did were you saying something? MikeRecruiter.com. No, I was just going to say you don't have to be. You don't have to come across as a jerk, or you don't have to be mean. But you you are controlling Absolutely a right, certain yeah. big chunk of this recruiting process, and if it's not working, it is to the detriment of the organization. And if 
if the individual hiring managers or hiring team or panel can't get their stuff straight, then that needs to change. And if they won't fall in line, then a recruiter or recruiting manager needs to have the authority to go up and speak to higher ups and say, hey, this isn't working. And again, mm-hmm. to the detriment of the team or the organization. Yeah, because like Mike Rasmussen said about candidate experience, you might start getting reports on Glassdoor about this. Uh, Mike, would that be true? Or Mike Rasmussen? Is that an issue for you? Oh, yeah. I, I could see that happening. Absolutely, yeah. Once the candidates had a bad experience, they're going to spread it all over the place. I mean, it's okay. It's good you, that you, Jerry you signed off of again. Yeah, it's good that Jerry signed off again because he wouldn't like this next question. Okay, first of all, uh, I want to note something that uh, RecruiterAlf.com said. He said, put it in an email. I think uh, MikeRecruiter.com said that as well. Uh, you know, our good friend Amy Miller always says, keep it in writing, okay, because y- you want to have proof of what was done. You always yeah. have a – Always have a, something you could track. No, nothing just in words. <laughs> Always in writing. Okay, but I had a, a dispute with uh, Amy this week. She was <gasps> complaining about uh, my my Rasmussen about mansplaining. Okay, like it's all over the place. I said I never see it. Okay, and, and I said maybe I live in a bubble. Okay, she got mad at me. Mike Rasmussen, do you see mansplaining? And I'll define the term for you. It's when men explain things to women as if they're little dumb kids who, you know, who can't understand something on their own. Do you see that, Mike, in real life? Oh, heck yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no, it's, 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 also, real it's also re-explaining you know, something like if, if, if someone makes a great point and then for some reason you find it necessary to re-explain it in different terms and say the da- same damn thing. Okay, right. And then another, the problem with that is it's very arrogant, you know, and you have to be extra careful of that. I think, you know, there's some very, very capable uh, women recruiters out there, and and I'm sure they feel it. You know, I I, I totally empathize with, with what they go through. Hold on. Amy, Amy is a good friend of mine. I agree that it's out there, and it's a real issue. Yeah, but hold on. Mike Rasmussen, okay, you're saying, yeah, I agree it's out there. Have you ever seen it? That's what I'm asking you, okay? Oh, yeah, I totally have. I've, I've definitely okay, give me one example. It, it give me an example. I don't see it. Okay, give me an example. Animal, where are you? you are, are you currently doing some searches right now? Hold on a second. Me? Uh, Al, Alan, <laughs> you give me an example. That's all I'm asking will, for. Can you remember a time when it happened? I, I, I will gladly you give you an example. Experience? I will gladly give you an example. I had a, man, a, a male manager who was interviewing a female candidate. And, you know, I talked to the female candidate. I usually gather, we do what I call post-interview debriefs where I get feedback from the candidate. And she was explaining that, you know, this particular male manager had been really, really, you know, he said, well, I don't think you totally understand this. That's what he said to her. And he goes, well, actually, she said to him, actually, I do understand it. And, and, And he was being really arrogant towards her and and really, you know, making it, you know, it was just really sexist. And so, okay, let me ask yeah, you a follow up. I had how, to get how, HR how, involved and actually combat that. Okay, how uh, often did to, that happen? We had to coach how, that. How market. often? How often did that happen in 2019? How often? I probably saw yeah, it once or many, twice at least. Well, well, uh, maybe twice, but for sure once. 
in a year. Yeah. Okay. Once in a year. Okay, are you listening to me? Am I talking loud enough? That's not all over the place. That's a rare experience. Well, That's a rare occasion. It's still, it's still bad. That's that a rare report up. of an experience. It may be it indicates more a behavior. It could happen more than that, animal. Absolutely right. It, it might be happening more than we even realize. We can't deceive yeah. ourselves and say it doesn't but happen. But you've got no proof. Oh, you got no proof. What okay, do you, what you, do you want? One... You want? You want tape recordings? <laughs> I didn't ask for it. He got a report from the candidate, Al. Have you ever seen it? Have you ever had anyone say, look, I went out to your hiring manager and he tried to belittle me? Okay? Yeah, I've said it on interviews and seen it. Give me an example. Can you remember one of them? Architecture firm sitting with an experienced, well-respected candidate male interviewer starts to describe, well, here's what we do. She goes, you know, I've, I've been in the industry about 15 years. I've competed against you. I, I know what you do. And I, I know the work and the quality <laughs> of work you do. By the way, I've done, by the way, you guys didn't get this mall job. We got it. And I did it. Okay. Now would that never happen with a male candidate, Alan? Is that what you're saying? It indicates a certain level of comfort of bias, usually, you know, whether known or unknown to the person saying it. And you're it still usually exists. kind of direct. I don't understand what you're saying. Would that ever what happen with is, a male yes, candidate? i got to tell you, people talk down to me. People talk down to me. You can hear it on this show every week, okay? We, and I don't, we don't go talk, around saying, hey, somebody's mansplaining to me. It's a real issue. Unconscious bias definitely exists. It's not something to, to make light of. It definitely is but out yes, there. Yes, they, they'll do it. They will do it. They will do it. Men will do it to women. Men will do it to men if they feel threatened by the candidate. If they think the candidate's better, they'll try and they'll try and knock them down a little bit just because they're scared of them. Okay. Okay, so you've got one. Mike's got one. Mike Rasmussen. What about MikeRecruiter.com? You're in their camp. You're agreeing that it's all over the place. How many experiences with it did you have that you know of in 2019? No, no nothing's going to come to mind off the top of my head. Okay. <laughs> you know what? There's an example with this behavioral interview. Oh, can you remember a time? Okay, I can't remember anything. Okay, on the spur of the moment. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to do an ad. Well, the, the, quick, with that, the, with that the answer is it depends. Do you remember eight? <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know what, da- Daniel Daniel Chait was on uh, a couple of years ago. He, he he said, look, if they're really doing it a lot, they'll remember. If, if you're asking if you know, and they only did it one time, they won't remember. But what you're looking for is something that they've done a million times. They'll be able to re- recall a time. Okay, uh, I don't know if that's true, but I, I, he seemed like a smart guy to me. Rafi, he said he was willing to come on again. Listen to this story. And then it's, it's, the communication, you know, people say bad things about me on Twitter every now and again, and I always look to see who likes daily. those tweets. <laughs> <laughs> who likes those tweets? And his communication manager liked everything bad that was said about me. And then I asked him if he wanted to come on again. He said, no, thanks. <laughs> Animal, do you, <laughs> yeah. do, you need, do you need us to remind you and give you a hug and remind you that we love you so much and that's why we're here? No, I'm fine. I'm used to it. I can take it. If someone wants to mansplain me, it's not an assault to my identity. But i got to tell you, I have to advertise, okay? dot com. 
It's the super-duper sourcing tool. If there's a discussion about sourcing tools on Facebook, the top recruiters, like Amy, we just mentioned, they're yelling about it from the rooftops. There's other good tools as well, but, man, this is one of the best. Honeit, dot com. It records your interviews, and you can uh, divide the interview very easily into little clips. You could send it to the hiring manager. Hey, you want to hear the candidate describe what she's doing in her own words? Man, send that sizzle. The live words themselves. And PCRecruiter.net, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. I have to come up with a better analogy than that, but the CEO of the company that's what he uses. He wants to tell you it's very versatile. PCRecruiter.net. You know what? I've got to tell you, after that woman told me that uh, I don't have enough listeners for her to advertise on this show, I think I should go back to my current uh, sponsors and, and warn them about that, even though I haven't billed them for over a year. A year. <laughs> I think I should let them know. Maybe they should reconsider. Okay, But I will charge them when they leave. Okay, uh, here, here's something interesting, Mike Rasmussen. Still with me? I'm still rambling. Okay. I read, Matt, you know Matt Iglesias, the political commentator? You ever heard of him? He, anyway, no, he said, he, he's very popular, he said, he said student debt is not an issue. You know, like he didn't say it. What I gathered from what he said, student debt is not an issue in hiring young people. I've heard that it was. Here's what he said. He said the median American under the age of 30, has zero dollars in student loan debt. And that's because most people don't attend expensive higher education institutions. Not everyone's going to Harvard or Columbia and, you know, working up a debt of $60,000 a year or something like that. So when you're hiring them, that's not something they're taking into consideration. I had read that it is a big problem with hiring. What's your experience, Mike? Do you know anything about hiring fresh grads and you know, their, uh, you know, their debt problems and things like that? Yeah, you know, it can be an issue. I mean, especially when this generation, you know, that, that newer generation just coming up and getting ready to graduate does have I, – I saw a statistic the other day that it's like almost 50% or something like that. Matt that has Iglesias, didn't you hear me? I don't think you're talking from your personal experience. It sounds like, you know, it's just like mansplaining. Oh, yeah, it's all over. Okay, Matt Iglesias said <laughs> most Americans don't have student loan debt. Most students don't have any debt because they're not going to expensive schools. Okay, let's move on. Okay. Have, uh, and and have, what is he basing that on? It doesn't sound true to me. No. Okay. I, I don't know. No, it, yeah. sounds, it sounds like BS. and we, I would like to see what he's what he what uh, studies he has cited in his opinion to back that up, or is it just an opinion? And in regards to that and how it affects a job search, I mean, is it the responsibility of the organization to adjust my compensation based on my debt or or on the size of my mortgage that I decided to take out? If they want to attract you, I, yeah, just like they have to take into consideration the, the different uh, uh, property or rental rates in different cities. They're going to have to pay you more to work in New York than they will in, in Denver yeah, or Tulsa or someplace but, like that. But, yes, that's based on geography. That's based on demographics. That's not based on an individual person, though. 
Uh, you know, like we wouldn't be yeah. able to pay more on a base salary because the the candidate in front of us says, by the way, I owe a hundred thousand dollars on my history yeah. Uh, degree. Yeah, yeah, uh, Mike, Mike, oh, smart enough. Okay, if 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 all if if ninety percent, like you guys are trying to say, of the fresh grads have these kind of uh, loan debts. Okay, then you're going to have to uh, take them into consideration because that's what they're going to have to. Their 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 basic burn rate is going to be you know fairly high, and you're going to have to be able to meet that. Otherwise, you won't be able to attract them. Okay, it's a it's a real life. Yeah, well, we ha- we haven't had to, in the past eight nine years that didn't have an effect on recruiting where where I was at previously. How do you so, know? How do you know who set the salary? Because because we didn't adjust based on a person's. Hey, hey uh, you know, Mr. CEO, what I'm seeing is we have a lot of students that have a lot of student debt. Uh, debt. Let's let's up, you know, what we're paying. It was based more on market research and what all of our competitors were doing, and maybe we should adjust this. And we ended up adjusting guarantees, non-recoverable guarantees on commissions and, and something on the base salary. But it had more to do with the, the research that we conducted on the talent. Uh, 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 competition that we had out there. Not, Let me move on, Mike. You know, I got Billy a question. I got a question. That's, I got a question. One of the. It's almost the show's almost over. I got a question that's very pertinent to you. Okay. Okay, Mike. Mike Rasmussen though is the guest, so I'm going to put it to him first. You still with me, Mike Rasmussen? I'm still here. Yeah. Okay. Just got to check. Okay. A candidate just made a move. You call him up anyway. You see, he's been there. I, I made a big mistake once, a senior position. I saw, I got, this is before LinkedIn, and before it was easy to get the names. But this guy, I got his name, and I saw that he was at this company less than a year. And I didn't call him because of that, or about a year. I didn't call him because of that reason. He got the job, okay? Somebody else recruited him, okay? That that was really painful, okay? So let's say you see somebody. You phone him up, and uh, you're recruiting him. And, uh, but you have to ask him. And he says, sure, I'll take a look at this position. You're going to ask him why he would be interested after. This is another real-life situation. After only five months on, on a job, okay? And he says... Uh, that, uh, okay, he said nearly five months in, this is what I read, he had realized that this is not going to happen, that he's not going to get the salary they offered, the commissions, the perks. The company and the ownership are not what they seemed. They are deceitful and shifty. So he wants to move, and he tells you those are the reasons. You know, he was made a lot of promises. Nothing's coming through. Is that going to be a big concern for you? Would you trust him, or what will you do with that information? What I would do is qualify it a bit more. You, you know, any you can get a ton of information on the company and do some initial research. To no, see if, really. How know, could you get that? How, how could you get uh, 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 How could you get that kind of information? They make promises that they don't keep. Okay, well, they're honestly, shifty. You know, if you look at if you look at the website, you might see some financial information. You might find some other. Info. I would still do the research to to double check it and see if I can find some verifying info. But if I can't, then you know, if the candidate wants to go forward and they're qualified, yeah, sure, I put them forward. Okay. And your hiring manager wouldn't say, "Hey, Mike, this guy just took another job. You see, you're giving him to me. He's not stable. Something's wrong with him." What would you say? Well, if the if the if it's a competitor candidate, they, the hiring manager might take that into consideration, especially if they know what's going on at that company. 
But see, I like the way you guys do, you know, do it. Uh, oh, oh, well, he's from a competitor, and that makes it, you know, that makes it that the, the hiring manager is going to know a lot. He's got the context. I'm saying when exactly. they don't have the context. I'm saying when they don't have the context, let's move if to If they don't have the context, the- then I would, I would certainly leave that up to the hiring manager if they want to proceed or not. That's entirely their call. Okay, you wouldn't advise? I never you know, had those questions. I would about advise. Advising. I would say – I would say if this if this is a candidate that seems like they're qualified and they seem to be a good fit and everything else seems to check out for the most part, they'll interview them and see, you know, ask some key questions in the interview phase to get more information. Sure. I think Okay, so so you would push and say, look, he's, okay, hold on. I got I want I want to go to Michael G. Cox because he had this experience. Oh, crap. Would you mind talking about it, Michael G. Do? Cox? Are you okay? Yeah, are you okay? Sure, yeah, what's up? What are you talking about? No. Okay. Okay, you took a position, a promotion, and it yeah. didn't turn out to be what you wanted it to be. So you left, okay? Yep. What if you had gone, didn't want to go on your own, and you can find uh-huh. him at MikeRecruiter.com, by the way, great sales uh, uh, recruiter. And uh, if you had wanted to go to another company, and it showed that you had just had a promotion five months before or something like that, or you just made a move five months before – what would you tell the recruiter to make uh, her trust you that you, you know that you're not flaky? Yeah, I, I don't. I, I I I think I'm at a state a point in my career where I wouldn't try and spin anything. I'd be very honest and say, I yes, I moved into this job. I was leading sales recruiters across the United States for Xerox Business Solutions. Things were going very well on the recruiter side, and we were seeing some positive movement forward. But I was having difficulties, uh, senior leadership that was above me, and we just didn't see eye to eye with regard to the the recruiting style that I have and the recruiting that they had in mind. And so it was a pretty significant mismatch, and as time went by, that kept getting more and more painfully obvious. Okay, so there was only a short time that it had gone by. I don't, I didn't want you to mention your company or months. anything like that, no, but no, okay. Fine. Would the recruiter, would she have a reason to trust you or to think that you're flaky? That's my, that's my, you know, yeah. you're blaming, you know, sort of the, the leadership. How does she know it's just not you? Yeah, she doesn't. We have to have a conversation to determine that. And, and if we're having an open and honest conversation, again, it's difficult to, to judge that. But if you have this conversation, maybe two times and, and, and things sound like they make sense, and you get some of the backstory, then then you know maybe. So it you're make telling, sense okay, people. Mike. Sorry, Mike Rasmussen. I want to. I want. There's two minutes left. I just want to. We'll come back to this another time. It's really interesting to me. But Mike Rasmussen, actually, Mike Rasmussen. It sounds like Michael G. Cox is saying, in the end, it's sort of a gut feel is going to is uh, of the candidate is going to make a big difference here. You have a a feeling about the person, not just the story they're telling you. Does that sound like what he's saying, Mike Rasmussen, that that's the basis to move forward on, your gut feel? You tell the hiring manager, I like this person. I personally believe him. Trust my feeling. Trust trust me on this. Is that is that the deciding factor? Yeah, I, I would go with your instinct whenever you can. I mean, there's many times I, I'd want to quantify it or get as much info as I can find from my own research, of course, but I would – in the end, go with my instinct. Yes. 
instinct. Yeah. Because uh, hey, hey, like if I provided Cox? reference checks, if I provided references and said, look, I appreciate, I can tell you, tell I'm blue in the face about my side of this. How about you have a conversation with these three individuals that could maybe shed light on okay. it. Um, even doing that's that. Good, but that's great. not always you possible. Wonder if that's not pressed. always possible. Alan, Al, Al, Alan, Al, RecruiterAl.com, still there? Nope. Yeah, I'm here, but sorry, I got to take a pass on this one. I was, I was okay, okay, looking at okay. an offer. It's the end of the show anyway. I was just asking you to say yes or no. I'm going to thank yes. everybody, including RecruiterAl.com, MikeRecruiter.com. Check them out. Great sales recruiter. Okay, he's been on the show for years. Thanks, everybody. Uh, Mr. Recruits. Mr. Underscore Recruits is my new Twitter handle. Mr. Underscore Recruits. Okay, and uh, Mike Rasmussen, you know, we'll book you for another four months from now. Okay, and Jerry, don't Sounds forget JerryTheRecruiter.com. Thank you. You know, you've got a baby face. I, I don't know if anybody's looking at the uh, website at uh, on uh, recruitingshow.com, but you have a little uh, a young man's, very young man's face. Has that been good for you or bad for you in business? <laughs> uh, hmm. I guess good and bad. I don't know. No. And you know what, Barbara? If you want to fight with me, we can do this offline. But we're I'm not fine. doing it on this show. If you want to take it, I'll, 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 I'll take you. I'll take you on. I will yeah, you are. We're not even talking about you at all. We're talking about animals. So if you want to take it personal, feel free. I'm not even personally attacking you. I'm not taking it personal. Quit screaming, you little baby. Okay.